This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, everybody. I'm super, super jazzed up today. Can you tell? I mean, I always sound excited, but first of all, I have a generator on and that hardly ever happens. So yay. Um, she's a 2-4. She's a sacral generator. Um, her name's Maureen. And she has a really awesome story, but besides the story, she's who she is now, transformational coach, human design and astrology, dinkies, all the cool things. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you for being on. Oh my God, you're giving me goosebumps. Thank you so much for that delicious introduction. Oh, you're welcome. Well, like I said, when I saw your story, mm-hmm. the immediate thing that popped out to me is, is you're super, you seem like a super selfless. I said this to you, like, I don't understand how you can, how you could care about human beings as much as you do, (laughs) which I know sounds like, like I love people. I get it. But, um, when you hear Maureen's story for a long time, she did something that I would consider to be completely selfless and for the people. And like in a way that I can't fathom. So when I first saw that, I was like, well, I have to have you on because you're an, like, you're an awesome human being, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, and secondly, you, you switched it up. You changed it up. You a bit. shook things up a little bit um, <laughs> to take control of your life and do what you wanted to do. And now you're here with me yes. on Chatting Human Design. Yes. Which is so cool. So um, I'll be quiet now and I'll let Maureen tell us a little bit about herself. Go for it. Well, hello. Um, My name is Maureen Webb. Um, In this version of my life, I am a transformational coach, human design reader, astrology nerd, and gene key guide. Before I became who I am right now, I was a Chicago police officer for 16 years. I mean, (laughs) what? That almost sounded like law and order, but I know it wasn't. Oh my God. I didn't even realize that. You're right. (laughs) That's more law and and less cops. But yeah. So yeah, yeah, keep going. Sorry, keep going. Um, Yeah. So I became a police officer when I was 26. Um, for selfish reasons, actually, um, I had gone to school, I, for criminal justice, I had my paralegal certificate, um, back in the nineties, 1990s, becoming a paralegal was like 20 grand a year. And I was like, there's no way I can, I can't do that. That's like too little money. Mm -hmm. And I saw that, the police department was hiring. And I was like, oh, that's cool. How hard can it be? So in 2005, you thought that as a very two, four thing to think, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, and it was a completely different world in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. So I took the test and it was like really, really easy. It was a bunch of math and I did accounting at the time. Like, oh yeah, kidding me? I can do this. And I got on super quick within a year and a half. Um, And yeah, I just like went to it. And I worked in a part of the city that I didn't even know was the city. Mm -hmm. Like I had to, this is how long ago it was. I had to map quest it. (laughs) Print it out. You're like, okay. I literally printed it out. And I was like, going. nothing better change because I have this static map. (laughs) Yeah, that would be, I I map quested directions. Yeah. And I did have, like, I had a one, there were, there there were good times and there were bad times. Um, My best friend was actually my field training officer when I was a PPO and I was probationary. She's still my best friend. And like, I love her to death. We've, we have gone through some things together. We have gone through some really, really traumatic experiences together, but she's also just a beautiful human being who bridges all of my splits, by the way, didn't know that until I started human design. I was like, well, that explains it. This is why Um, I like you. (laughs) Okay. And um, around 2020, when the world changed, I saw the change in the city. 
Mm-hmm. And I did, I, the feeling I got was just like, oh no, 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 no. There was no part. I, I wanted no part of it. Mm-hmm. And I started making little moves because at that time I was like, okay, I can do this for five more years and just get out of the city. And um, in 2021, <laughs> I got into a car accident going to the gym. I literally swerved to avoid getting T-boned, hit a tree, totaled my car and had to have knee surgery. Oh my goodness. On the Scorpio full moon. (laughs) And while I was laid up, I was like, oh my God, this, I can't go back. I, I can't like, I just, I couldn't. I could literally just feel the dread in my body. Mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't go back. I was like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, I can't. And I started like, I've been a student of astrology for 30 years. Like that was like my first love. Okay, cool. So that's kind of how you, yeah, got in. Oh, Sounds yeah. nice. And I had remembered picking up a human design book and hating it. <laughs> I would probably have hated it too if my first introduction would have been a book because that's like, what? what? What's happening? Yeah. So what made me hate it is, so I went online, I got my thing. Okay, I'm a two, four generator. Okay, whatever, that's cool. Let me look at my strategy. Wait to respond? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't wait for anything. So I shut the book for two years. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And as I'm like, I'm laid up, I can barely move. I start back up. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was just like, it, I knew it was time. Yeah. I don't know how I knew, but it was just, I'm like, oh, this is why it didn't make sense mm-hmm. because I wasn't ready. Yeah. And now I'm ready. And I just, it was like the first time I read it, it was in a different language. And all of a sudden, when I opened my mind to it again, it was like I was fluent in that language. And then I got into Gene Keys and all of a sudden, like in my brain, it, it's like I can, I'm at, I'm at the top of it and I could just see it all, mm-hmm. like how it all works together. Mm-hmm. And so I started experimenting with it with my friends and people didn't people started saying, you know, you can get paid to do this. Right. And I was like, that's what people told me. (laughs) What what do you mean? Like, doesn't everybody know this? (laughs) No, Maureen, not, not everybody knows this. And I was like, Oh, Oh, that's cool. Um, and then I put my house up for sale. I quit my job, drove my two dogs across the country to Sedona. And here I am. Yay! That's so fun. Well, I mean, I'm sure the car accident was traumatic, so I'm I know that's not super fun, but it's kind of neat that it jolted you back, you know, and like gave you another way of living. Cause I'm assuming that your way of life, day-to-day life is, is different now in Sedona than it was a little bit when you were working as a cop. Like yeah. gotta be a different vibe, you know. Yes. Um, And that's just, that's so interesting that you allowed that for yourself and you're, and you didn't say, oh, you know, you're allowed to say, I don't want to do this anymore. Not like, I hate this. I have, well, I have to stay in it forever and ever because I'm in it now. And I, and, and this is what I do. This is who I am for you to be able to be like, actually, I'm going to do something different and then go and, and do the thing. Like I said, takes a lot of you have like a lot of guts and a lot of courage. So oh, thank you. <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, it is, it's a really cool story. And um, it feels, it probably feels like your body has slowed down. Like physically you've probably, you're probably not as, cause I assume as a cop, you're like always alert, always ready for stuff to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so before I left, while I was still like rehabbing, I wound up creating, starting this business of intention sprays. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, okay, when I get to Sedona, 
I'm just going to hit the ground running. I'm going to go to all these stores. I'm going to have all of my stuff in every store. I'm going to make so much money. It's going to be so great. It's just, it's just going to be the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. When I got here, my body shook for a month. Wow. I literally did not know how to live. I couldn't even make the sprays that I had just, that had like brought me to life while I was healing. Mm-hmm. I had no desire to make them. Mm-hmm. Like just I, my whole, I, yeah, it was, it was such a, you know, 360 channel mutation thing that I, it had never been that apparent. Like I was so, I was to the point in the melancholy where I thought that I was like clinically depressed and I was going to have to call somebody because my body just didn't know how to not be in fight or flight mm-hmm. it and was you're like resetting yeah. yeah it was unbelievable that's gnarly I bet you that that must have been scary but I'm glad at the same time that you came out on the other side knowing that it had to it had to be that way so that you could like recalibrate because I mean 16 years of your life is a really long time and I, I don't think a lot of people give themselves the time or the space to recalibrate after things happen to them, good things and bad things. Cause even when you have like something really awesome happen to you, mm-hmm. it still jacks up your adrenaline and it does all kinds of stuff to your physical body. Um, you're still happy and excited and great, but your, your body is up here. And sometimes you need some time to come, de- come down. That's why when people, people, that's why when celebrities do like an amazing movie or whatever. And they're like, Oh, look, I'm so amazing. And their movie comes out and everybody loves it. They go retreat for like a month and a half because even though it was fun and they, it was positive and they got a lot of positive feedback, Mm -hmm. you can still be tired from fun stuff and like exciting things, your body, your adrenals, your hormones, all that stuff still does its thing. But I'm glad that you allowed yourself the time and the space to kind of come back because a lot of people will just be like, ah, or like you said, they would think that there's something really wrong with them. Perhaps they're really sick, um, which if there is, that's fine. But the mm-hmm. fact that you were able to like ride it out and go, okay, like I just need some time. Cause yeah, it's like a learned experience and conditioning, which we hear a lot about in human design of being who you were. And yeah. now you're just another version of yourself. Yeah. I like, I call this is like Maureen version 2.0. Mm-hmm. And it is a experiment in discovery every day. That's very motivation innocence of you, my friend. Oh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're actually both innocence motivation. So <sighs> I think that's cool. And it's when you I heard when I read your story and then looked and saw that you were innocence motivation, I'm like actually this that makes a lot of sense because this is very like I'm gonna do this thing and the outcome is but we're gonna go for it. Yay. Because innocence motivation is a, is a wonky one where (laughs) you're not really supposed to be attached to any sort of outcome or really supposed to want anything to happen or anything like that. You're just here kind of to go along and, and observe and be a part of the story, like be a part of the story. I think, I mean, that's how I see it as, and a lot of times this is hard for me, but it's, it's, it matches up with a lot of the other projector qualities of you don't have as much control as you think. So quit it. So that's what I've been working on is I have such an issue with needing to be in control that most of my chart is the exact opposite. And I, and I'm working on releasing control and releasing the outcome, but it's cool because you're a generator and I'm a projector, but we both have the same motivation and it presents in different ways, but it it Mm -hmm. ultimately boils down to the same thing, which is we're like little, even though we don't have kids or maybe we have different opinions on kids, we're like little kids, like running. When I think of innocence, I think of like a kid running through a field, just like laughing, like without any sort of thought or care or anything. They're like in the moment. Now this is the most fun thing. And that's kind of how I feel about innocence motivation. So it is a fun one but it doesn't really direct you anywhere. And I think that's why I'm like, tell me what to do. And it says motivation. (laughs) Right. There's, yeah, there's, there's definitely a learning curve. I feel with innocence motivation, 
because like I feel like all the other motivations get told what to do and we're just like here just, just do what you do and you I'm like, a mental projector that's my entire <laughs> strategy is or authority is nothing and then innocence motivates <laughs> right like I, I'm just so like listen can you just nothing. like just a breadcrumb could you just help a sister out just a little bit just, just to have fun you just have fun that's all <laughs> and the more I step into having fun like the more life comes to me mm -hmm. the more life meets I'm, me it's like a trust thing I think that's part of the big thing with innocence motivation is that people don't realize is it's really here to teach you that you're that you you don't well for me personally <laughs> I don't, I'm not good at trusting other people or the universe in general. And so to have this thing say, well, we're built on trust, baby. Like that's what innocence motivation is. So <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. I'm, everywhere I'm turning, I'm like running into these little trust things. I'm like, oh, but like, how do I know that the universe is going to give me abundance or that? this person is going to like my thing or how do I know this stuff? Like prove it to me. And in, in, in innocence motivation wants none of that. It's like, don't, don't worry. And I'm like, okay, well then turn that thing off my brain that worries so much because it's not gonna, cause I have an undefined mind. So a lot of times I get kind of crazy up in there. Um, but I know it's interesting to me because I feel like people will define minds and undefined minds both have like anxiety situations. It's just, it just happens differently or we process it differently. Mm -hmm. What do you think about your defined? My uh, defined head, head and Ajna? Head, yeah. Head, mind, um, those things. I think that it never stops. I have such a difficult, I, my entire life, like even when I was, you know, as the police, I had a terrible time thinking or sleeping because I literally cannot shut my brain off. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, can we just have just like a minute, just give me some time to just like try to fall asleep. Like I would have to take melatonin or, you know, CBD that was THC free just to like get enough time to fall asleep. And then it was like three hours later, I wake up and as soon as my eyes open, my brain is like, and let's talk about this. Let's think about this. What about this? We got to do this. And don't forget about, and I'm just like, Jesus age, could we please? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's a blessing and a curse. And I just have to, I have to remember that I am not the thoughts that I think. Mm -hmm. Like I'm yeah. listening to the thoughts. I am not the thoughts. So exactly. sometimes I just have to be a little rough and tell myself to shut up. <laughs> yeah I have I obviously have to define Ajna um since I'm a mental projector mm -hmm. so I have this thing where I just get really stuck in like the conceptualization mode of how am I gonna how do I get this out in a way that I feel it up here like I, I hear it up here like how do I get other people to to respond the same way that I'm responding in this Ajna to what's going to come out and I have a hard time with that because um I have the 43, I don't have the 23 and I have 1156. So I'm pretty good at stories, but to me, stories are easy and I don't care how I sound when I tell a story. So I've really had to tell myself that everything that comes from here to here is just a story. Like just tell your story and don't worry about the words that you choose or the tone of your voice or the time that you share it on Instagram. Like, oh, who cares about the algorithms and things like that? Just share the stuff. And as a third line, like, I feel like it's, I'm supposed to just be sh sharing all the stuff anyway. So yeah, it can get, but it can get weird to get hung up in there and go, man, if I would have just said it this way or, or worded it like this, more people would have felt it, but I don't really think that's true. <laughs> How does it feel when you finally like get a story out? I mean, usually it's pretty great. And as I'm telling the story, I realize that, okay, if you mess up a word, you can go back. If you say something and it's like not the way that you want it to come out, oh, well, as long as you know, you can like fix your mistakes and like explain yourself. And also I have gotten pretty confident with the way that I speak. And it's like, I know how to talk. 
yeah, sometimes I say, um, too much. Not, I hear that and I go, oh, but, um, and I, I worked on like for a really, for a little while, but <laughs> I know that I sound okay now. So before it was, I don't think anyone wants to hear what I have to say, which mm-hmm. is crazy because I'm throwing Ajna. That's it. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're meant to say stuff. <laughs> so I had to get really comfortable. And I think this podcast helped me the most of anything mm-hmm. because when I first started it, it was really to meet other people who were into human design because I started like two years ago and no one knew what the hell I was talking about. And I wanted to talk to people who knew about human design, but I didn't want to like just DM them and be like, Hey guys, let's, let's have a conversation. Like yeah. I wanted to do this. I wanted to hear your voice. I wanted to see your face. Yeah. And I was like, well, how do I do that? And then my husband, who's also a two, four, I was like, well, you should just start a podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. And in my mind, I was like, that's impossible. That's got to be so difficult. That takes computer and stuff and things. I'm like, I can't do any of that. And he was like, I'll do it for you. And so I just make a zoom call, which I'm very familiar with doing. And he puts it all together. And then I just hit publish and then it goes. And that's literally all I have to do. Um, but that's the reason I started it. So I did not care if anybody listened. I was like, I don't give a shit. If anybody hears any of this, I get to talk to this person today. Yes. I'm going to talk to this person about being a projector, about manifesting generators, about authority and strategy. Like it was just me getting to nerd out. And this is how I learn best to me, mm-hmm. like traditional learning, like reading stuff and notes. Well, I can't do that. I, I need to be in it. I'm a third line. I have to be in the thing. So for me to learn, I have to be in it. And that's what I realized I was doing with this podcast is teaching myself mm-hmm. about human design through other people's personal experiences and my own. And that's why I love this podcast so much is because it really helped me get comfortable telling my stories and, and realizing that people actually do want to hear what I have to say. Maybe not like millions of people, but yes. I mean, it's, it's human yes. design. We're pretty niche. <laughs> Not a lot of people know what the hell we're talking about, but um, but you're right. More and more people every day actually understand what I'm saying or will message me and and say something. And I'm like, oh, you actually listen to me? Like you 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 carry this with you and you experimented with a piece of your design? Holy moly, like it's really neat when that happens and I I sometimes have to remind myself that as a projector, I'm not really here for like big masses. I'm here for like one, like one-on-one is better and I do better with one-on-one. So I just have to collect my ones, my ones at a time. (laughs) Well, as a, as a longtime listener of your podcast, I think what you do is absolutely amazing. Like I love listening to other people's stories because it makes me feel not so alone. It's like, oh, okay, other people go through these things or just to hear somebody else's perspective on things just really just makes me, again, like feel like I'm not alone. And that's a beautiful thing. So please don't stop because what we do is is just insanely valuable to everybody and they live forever. So even in a year when somebody finds human design, they can come in and like, super nerd out, you know, and listen to 25 or 30 of your episodes and just get the juice. I can't believe I have that many. (laughs) I know it's totally cool. I don't even think about it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't even really think about it. And, um, before we move on to what is you're digging in human design right now, I want to mention to everyone that the only way I do this podcast is if you ask to be on. This is like wait for the invitation times a million. And it's been an experiment I've been doing with this podcast for like a year. So that's why I might only have like two or three a month, but it's because I wait. And then Maureen emails me and says, hey, I want to be on the podcast. And I read her stuff and I go, holy shit. Yes, please. And then she's (laughs) on. So, and you can be anywhere. You don't have to know a lot. You can know very little. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I would like to you to have experiments with something in your life a part yeah. of your human design, any part, and then we can talk. So that's it. Okay. So right now, 
Like yes. what is jazzing you up about either your design in general in particular or human design in general? I actually have an answer for both, but I will, I, I am like, both. I have both. Cause like, I just, again, I listened. So I know, but what I am like, so effing pumped up and jazzed about are transits. I just, it's like a whole new world opened up when I started mm-hmm. experimenting and actually tracking the transits. I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And you have such a wide split that it does actually make sense that you would be like into this thing because for those of you that don't know, transits are is, are, is the, universal, ugh, the universal energy that we're all feeling as the planets move. They define certain gates and certain planets. It's kind of an intermediate part of human design, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, and we all feel this energy, but it doesn't change your design. It just kind of influences it and enhances it. And when you have a lot of undefined centers, it can start lighting you up in places and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And someone like Maureen has what we call wide split, which means she's got defined centers at the top, defined centers at the bottom, and like some space in the middle of her chart. Mm-hmm. So when the transits do their thing, she could get lit up and all of a sudden have her spleen connected to the throat, which then gets connected. Like she could blast off from any of these bottom uh, channels and connect to the top. And there's like a whole situation going on. And when your transits connect to the throat, that's manifestation central. Like when I say manifestation, human design, I mean literal manifestation, like talking and acting. So um, yeah, so as you can tell, I really like the transits as well. Oh my God. Like I, um, it's cool. I feel like once you, once you go down this rabbit hole, you never come out and you're totally okay with it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you just see it. And it's just like, I'm still at the point where I literally look at the transits every day. Like I do too. <laughs> that is part of that is literally like part of my morning routine. Like after I open up all the windows and I light my candles and you know feed the dogs, then it's like, okay, get on the computer. What's what's going on? Mm-hmm. Let's let's see, let's see what's going on. And I'm just like, oh, the days like where I'm all completely defined. I'm like, oh my God. <sighs> Holy. For me, it's the root. Whenever the roots define the transits, I'm like, what is up my butt right now? What is happening? <laughs> and you, Miss Define Root, mm-hmm. are used, more used to that feeling. I explained the root center to people. Do you like roller coasters or do you not? Because if the defi- undefined root is like someone who doesn't like a roller coaster and doesn't have a choice. When it's on, it just like jacks you through the roller coaster and you're like, ah, what's happening? And people yeah. with defined roots are like, yeah, let's do this ride. You know, it's very much a different feeling for me as a defined route. I just get scared. And so when the route gets defined in the transits, I'll wake up like what something's pushing on me to go and to move the, the route. And I will look and almost always it's defined either by the moon for 12 hours or something else for like 10 years. But, um, that's the one that always I'm like, oh what's happening and it makes so much sense because its job is to adrenalize you yeah to like jack you up um and you have the 360 which is like I mean you lived you lived the the 360 in real life oh yeah yeah it is it's my conscious and unconscious son so like I can't even like you acted it out you did it like you lived it that's so that's crazy man because that really is a very 360 like oh I'm here oh now I'm here like jolty um (laughs) but yeah anything from the root I feel like I probably should be nicer to the root when I talk about it because a lot of times I'm just like oh this shit I hate this thing but it's not a tarot it's not none of the centers are bad or good it's just when you get the ones that really like mess with you and you're like what like my emotional center doesn't jack with me as much anymore when it's defined in the transits because I'm so used to it. It's defined when I'm with my husband because we define it ah, together. Okay. And I feel like I've worked on emo- I've, I've, emotions is the one thing I really feel like I've thought about and like tried to like tell myself, listen, this isn't anything you can do anything about. Yeah. Emotions happen. Like, I feel like I can logic my way into allowing emotions to happen. That's really funny. <laughs> I, that's not really.
only the way you're supposed to do it. But I'm, yeah. I'm to a place where I can sit in my emotions and feel like shit and go, this is fine. Like mm-hmm. you're allowed to feel this way. You're allowed to express this out loud if you want to. Like I'm cool with emotions, mm-hmm. but <laughs> the, the root center just jacks me up so bad. And anytime I have to tr- think about the past, like when I was a child or going, mm, I don't like that either. I don't know if that's, that has nothing to do with the root. That just came up as something that I avoid <laughs> when I do what I'm doing. Like you're just work. preparing yourself for when you're ready. <laughs> I just tell myself it's not, I go, it's the past. So it's not important. It's over with. It didn't, it's not happening again. And then of course I do shit that repeats the past. And I'm like, well, <laughs> now you're in it again. So good job. Um, but yeah, so I love that you love the transits and that you get that it's like little spicy pieces that happen. But a lot of people, I don't want people to think it changes you. Cause a lot of times people will talk about the transits and they'll be like, oh, I'm a manifester today or I'm a this or a that. And yeah, you might have the energy because of the way your gates hook up, but yeah. ultimately you mm-hmm. are who you are. Your authority is what it is. Yeah. All those things trump the transits. They just come in and and poke you and go, hey, hey, <laughs> you yeah. haven't had this feeling in a while since last time. What's up? Yeah. Um, I, we just got done with gate 51 transiting. Mm-hmm. If it was, it was Jupiter and then it was the sun. And that gave me definition because um, I have gate 25. Man, you couldn't tell me anything for three weeks. Because normally like I'm undefined in the ego and all of a sudden I was like, I know what I want. I'm going to just do this. And Mm -hmm. this, and then I was like, oh girl, you got to slow down. I feel that with ego when the heart gets defined too, I feel very much like, so I'm in charge now. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I decisions become more like you said, I want this. Mm -hmm. I want this because the heart is very desire based. Like, what do you want? Oh yeah. You know, so it's kind of cool, but you're also just like you said, you're like, okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah. I had to have like a mini intervention. Like one of my friends was like, listen, (laughs) um, this transit, you listen, you're only going to have a defined heart until like April 7th, Mm -hmm. just step back, let yourself just have these feelings and then after the seventh if you want to do what you want to do because I was like I was ready to tear it all down and build something back up just give yourself some time and I was like you're like the seventh is so far I don't want to do that I was like but I did and the interesting thing was like for two days after like from the literally the eighth and the ninth I almost like could not get out of bed yeah, the shit actually sometimes it does the same thing to me. I was just like, I can't do anything. But usually it's root energy that does that to me where I'm like, fuck. It's because the adrenals are like, and then they're like, and for you, it's very much like the willpower mm-hmm. button has been pressed. And then now it's gone. And you're like, what? Yeah. And I don't I think like, people realize that when it comes to not just the transits, but when you're around people in aura, they take, when they leave and they take their design with them, sometimes they take up something that's been really energizing you, really giving you like a jolt. And then they take it, especially, I mean, I have two defined centers. So this happens to be quite a bit. Um, <laughs> like when my husband leaves to go run errands to go to Costco, cause I don't want to go. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to do laundry. I'm going to do this. And I plan all these physical things to do around the house. And then as soon as he's gone, I'm like, so how many episodes <laughs> of covert affairs can I watch today? Yeah. And I, the thing of it is, if I allow myself to fully just like lie on the couch for like 10 or 15 minutes, like right after he leaves and just be like, Wah. then at one point I get bored and I'm like, mm-hmm. I sit up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something, but I'm not going to look at my phone. And then I'll go, I'll see like a pile of laundry or dishes. And I'm like, I'm just going to go do that thing. And then it's snowballs and spirals. And then I'm here, I'm doing all the stuff. And I'm like, look at me, I'm doing all the things. And now I'm tired again. So it's about allowing yourself to have a lot of breaks and realizing that like when people take their energy away, sometimes it's okay to, to allow yourself to like come down from that for a little few minutes, little few minutes, few minutes. Yeah. Um, 
no matter what type you are, no matter how you're defined or not defined or whatever, when people leave, they take their, their energy with them. It's obvious. So sometimes that needs a little, and that's the same with the transits because they leave. They all leave. They just go, except for 35, fucking 36, which I've had for like a year and a half because I have the 35, I think. And the 36 has been defined in Pluto for like over a year and something. I don't know. It's like a two, three year one. I don't even, when they get to that long, I'm just like, oh, well, I guess that's there forever. Yeah, well, I, I have 36. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, because you can't, when some of the transits, the planets are very slow. Some of them are very slow, guys. Mm-hmm. And this is why this is like this. And so when they get in a place, they stay there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes their placements can be not not fun, but An when they're there so long, grow. yeah, and when they're there so long, it's like, well, I guess I'll, like you said, I'll really grow in this and get really wise with this because it's here for two years. So let's go. Yeah. What's the other thing that you're excited about? I know there was another thing. You had multiple answers. <laughs> well, I weaved it in. <laughs> Which one? I loved talking about how the how to, not only the transits, overall transits, but how they affect me and how to actually learn from them mm-hmm. by like, it's like passenger consciousness. It's literally like stepping outside of yourself and watching it. Like, Mm -hmm. I love doing that. I used to be someone who just felt like I had to do everything for everybody all the time. And now it's like, when I look at the transits and I kind of see where they are in my own body graph, I'm like, oh, I can see things differently. Mm -hmm. And they just, the wisdom that comes from that, especially when it defines something that's open is just been such a beautiful learning experience. Yeah. Like, oh. What about, do you ever pull trans, like pull the transits for other people that you're around maybe on a, on a semi-regular basis or do you, does anyone ever tell you something and you're like, I have to look at your transits now? <laughs> I do that a lot. I do uh, only when asked because oh. I don't, I don't. I'm a jerk then. I just, <laughs> no, I know. Trust me. Like I ask for Tell birthdays them. and I ask for all those things. I, I want to know your body graph and like uh-huh. that, but transits. I, if somebody asks me, I will, like one of my friends wants me to create this report for her. So she can just literally have like the transits personalized for her. And I was oh, like, like a newsletter type situation. Oh, you need to do this for more than one person. Uh, you need to do this thing. I like this. I like yeah. This and I'm just like, okay, like it's, it's giving me a little bit of a tingle. Like I'm waiting I'm because it's, it wasn't a no. So I just kind of have to like figure it out, but I love that you said it like that. It gave you a bit of a tingle. And this is a great example of generators. Sometimes it can seem oversimplified. Yes, no. Like there's, first of all, depending on your authority, there's going to be some sort of waiting involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And secondly, you might not be like hundred percent one way or the other. You might just be like you said, a little bit of like, oh, this thing is neat. And then allow yourself the time and the trust in yourself that, no one's going to steal your idea or it's not going to be too hard or some other thing's not going to come up and jumble all your plans, like allow it to unfold. Oh, I like that so much. And it's so like, it's such a generator thing to be like, I was a little tingled by that. So maybe. Yeah. I'm Um, like literally just like kind of ruminating in it. And I know that when I, when it's time, the inspiration will hit me. Like that's where I know, I know that much, like I am, I know that's true. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, it's not a no, it's a little tingly. It's going to happen. I just have to know and trust that it's going to happen when it's. And the fact that you're not trying to force it, like, oh my God, I have to get this out. Like, this is a good idea. We have to do it now. Like that's so high five. Thank you. (laughs) I like that, (laughs) that you allow that for yourself because you're you like you said it once it unfolds and once you you trust that it's ready like you already know that that's how it is and then when you put it out it'll just be that much easier to to unveil to share to talk about because you're you let it happen in its own time um I used to have a big problem with that too if I had because I have the 1156 I'm like oh you have ideas well then you have to do them all right now. Here they go. Mm-hmm. So anytime I had an idea, I'd write it down and I would try to figure out how to make it happen 
ridiculously quickly, like that day. And <laughs> I have to <clears throat> learn and allow myself to realize that a lot of that stuff's not for me to, mm -hmm. to make happen. A lot of times it's just for me to say out loud or to mm -hmm. share with my biz bestie or my husband. Yeah. And then that's it for a while. And then maybe it comes back and I'm like, oh, actually, I remember when I, when I thought about this a month ago, now I'm, I, I, I kind of like this idea again. And it forms itself a little bit more and I don't have to force it out and make it happen. And I think that that's a conditioning for a lot of people, regardless of type is I have to make this thing happen before somebody else does, or before it's too late or yeah. before it's not cool anymore or whatever the hell, like, I don't, I'm a six line. I don't give a shit that things are cool. Like I've never been on Twitter. I try TikTok and I, it just makes me want to barf. Um, Instagram is really the only thing. And mm -hmm. face, I mean, Facebook too, but Instagram is my favorite one. Me too. Me too. <laughs> and, Me too. <laughs> and I feel like some of the people talk about Snapchat and TikTok. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, I know I'm almost 40, but it makes me, that's the things that actually make me feel old is, is when I like, not only do I not know what you're talking about, but I don't care at all. And I want you to be quiet about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be 44 next week. So I feel you. Yeah. Like yeah. I have a TikTok. Like I felt good Me about too. it for like two weeks. And like I just haven't been back. Anytime like, I go on, it's just like it blasts me with a video of somebody in a boat or somebody with some country music behind them and like flashy and like just I'm like, is this like who made this? Like a 14-year-old boy like making a video game every mm -hmm. time. The immediate reaction is just like and like sound and lights and craziness. Yeah. And I kind of just wanted to, I want to be like, be able to ease in to TikTok. Can you give me like a really like pretty page, like maybe a loading page, yeah. even though it's not loading. That's like, yeah. here comes your TikTok. And then blah, blast me with the fucking boat one. Ugh, hate that one. Yeah. I, yeah. It, I, I feel you on, on so many levels. Mm. I 100% feel you. I get the dancing, the TikTok dances. I get you're doing something fun with mm -hmm. your friends, then someone else is going to try. And then families are doing it. Everybody's learned it. Like you're learning something new and you're having fun. Yeah. But if you're just standing in front of your camera, go with like a, with like a weird filter going like, I was 38 when I realized I was an amazing person. Thank you. Or whatever dumb shit people write. <laughs> I know that's me being very judgmental, but that's okay. It's the TikTok app. I blame the TikTok app. None of you people, just TikTok. So anyway, and my biz bestie, Rebecca, is like fire on TikTok. She is the human design. She shares so much stuff. She's got like 10,000 quadrillion followers. She does lives all the time. Like, I don't even know. I don't know. I'm like, how did you even do this? She goes, I have no idea. So she is like up there all the time. Yeah. I, I had to accept it within myself that I don't have to do that like she's doing it. And that's another big piece about I learned from human design is even though this thing I'm into is kind of weird and niche, I don't have to follow the way other people are talking about it or sharing it or teaching it or mm -hmm. living it even. Like I'm kind of, I'm a freaking six line. I'm here to do it myself, my own way and not really care about how anybody else does things. So I've been really kind of leaning into that and a lot of times when people have a, have a job like this, like kind of a weirdish job, people get advice. Oh, you don't know how to price your stuff or you don't know how to share your things. Look at other people that are doing what you do. That actually messes me up real good because I don't want to do it like anybody else does it. And sometimes when I see somebody do it really good, I'm like, oh, your stuff is so clean and pretty and look at your graphics and oh. And I'm very messy third line. Like I don't have graphics on basic. So, but there's a beauty in that. Like, exactly. There, there really is. Like I am, I am brand new to this whole entrepreneurship. Like for 16 yeah. years of my life, you called me, I came, I solved your problem. And then I left. Like your escalated problem, not just a problem. Right. You're, you weren't just a and now, like a counselor. Right. And like now I have to be on the interwebs 
saying, hey, this is who I am. And this is what Look I how do. I'm cool not, I am. I'm not dancing for nobody. Nobody. Yeah. I'm the same. And it's so it's like, it's like, man, it's like maneuvering through this like marketing world of, yeah, I want you to see me and I'm excited about my stuff. But for me, I can't be, it has to be genuine. I can't like be 100%. like, okay, I'm going to post this time, this time, this time, yeah. we're going to talk about this and this and this. And then tomorrow is this and this, like I tried and I like, it just give me, I, I physically could not do it. And so I have to tell myself, okay, you share what you want to share. You share what you want to share. If for like three weeks, you don't share anything, it's fine. Like you'll be fine. And so yeah. I've been working on it. That's the biggest struggle with my personal business as well is yeah. how do I market myself in a way that feels aligned to my design, mm -hmm. but also allows people to, to gives people places to see me <laughs> like, cause as projectors, we're here to be out there. And we have to put ourselves out there. That's another big thing with projectors. When you're, when you hear that you're here to wait for the invitation, it sounds like you're here to not put yourself out there. It is the exact opposite. When you get into something and you're really passionate, share it as much as you can in as many ways as you, that you feel comfortable yes. and don't worry so much about the message. Just, just, just think about the passion that you have behind it. And you'll get people that say, oh, this is so neat and so amazing. And yeah. it might not be a million people, but if it's 10 people, you'll know that it's like a real response to, to your energy and really like your soul and like who you are. Not just because you said you'd be on Instagram at three o'clock talking about authority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's what I, I really love projectors like, I think you guys are so amazing. I have like the best relationships with projectors. I think we bounce off each other really well. And man, when you see a projector in their zone, I'm just like, oh, I just, I could like watch all day. Like it's That's just how I feel about you. So a beautiful thing to witness. I'm like, do y'all see this? Like, do you see this golden nugget of awesomeness? Like, come yeah. on. And this and is then, such a great piece of design. Cause it's like, we can all love each other. Cause I feel the same way about generators, just mm -hmm. as you described it. Whenever I see a generator, I'm like, oh, their process is so neat. And I have like secret jealousies of wishing I could be a generator. Every projector, every non-sacral wants to be a sacral every once in a while. We just do. Um, <laughs> but it's so neat because we can see in the other, like, this is so cool. Generators are more common. So a lot of times people realize they're generators. They're like, oh, I'm boring, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, dude, let me tell you. And then I'm like, look at, look at this, what we got to find here. Look at your profile. Look at all this matched up with your sacral energy. And, uh, and then I get all crazy because I know when they're really lit up, like that benefits me <laughs> and yeah. I really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is literally the perfect balance. Like projectors, we, we like, as a generator, I recognize you. And then I invite you because you have given me something to respond to. Yep. Like, that's it. Like that is, that's the sauce. Like that is the beauty of the relationship is we feed each other. Yeah, exactly. And not everybody's going to respond to you and what you have to put out, but that's just fine because yeah. the people that do are going to be really, in, really into it. And when it's something like this thing that we have human design, which is kind of off to left field a little bit, when the people come to you and, and message you and talk to you and you're like, oh, to me, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe that you heard me say this one little blurb on my story six months ago. And now you're like super into your design and you're doing all your friends. It's like, you're, I did to you what hearing about human design on a podcast did to me yeah. five years ago. And yeah. I'm like, holy crap, like, I can't believe I did that for a person. And that's why I think projectors are here for the other and essentially one-on-one -on -one is because when you see mm -hmm. you, you do it just to a single person, it's like, this is so neat. And I'm sure you feel the same way when you bring someone around to human design or astrology or gene keys oh. or anything, and you talk to them about it. And then they come to yeah. you a little while later and they're still into it. And you're like, you were actually into that thing I talked about. <laughs> cool. Oh, yes. I just did like a little mini reading for one of my friends and she paid me the highest compliment because she knows nothing about human design. Mm -hmm. She said, you made this so easy to understand. That's great. And my, like 
generate satisfaction. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to cry because you just yeah. said like the most beautiful thing to me. That's all I want. It's not going to be for everybody. Totally fine. I'm not for everybody. Totally fine. But the people that I like, I can pique your interest and I can show you the way and have I you understand it. Done. Thank you I so much. I feel like that's like your theme or like your sauce because of your two, four. And with this idea of the newsletter is like making human design easy to understand. Yeah, but it's not an easy thing. And it's not oh, no, like it you're, <laughs> it's not like you're taking away from it in any way or like overgeneralizing it. You're literally making it made it easier for the other person to digest. And so yeah. maybe that's your thing is that you just make it your two, four energy makes it easy for people to understand. Huh. So, so much. Oh I my love God, that it. Was beautiful. Well, you're two lines. So it's like, I've, for you to explain things easily to other people makes sense because that's your energy is for things to be kind of easier a mm -hmm. little bit. Like, oh, anytime I think of a two, four, my husband's a two, four. Yeah. I think of the person in high school who was friends with everybody who was really popular, but they didn't really know that that was a thing or care and everybody liked them, but they were just like, mm, okay. Like, like the one that just floated through high school. I did not float through high school. If you can't tell. Not saying that everybody who's a two four had an easy high school life. That's not what I'm saying. This is literally the picture that comes in my mind is a person that everybody likes, but that person is like, you do? Okay. Like they don't care. They're very aloof about it, but yeah. that's what gives them their secret to sauce is that you like them, but they're not, they don't try too hard. They're just like, cool. <laughs> like <laughs> that's how my husband was. Oh my God. You are making me reflect because I was literally in high school. I was a three sport athlete and a stoner. Like I just knew everybody. Like yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, my, like, my husband was very out. popular and knew all because his sister tells me, he's like, yeah, everybody liked him. And, and, I, and he, I'll ask him the same thing. And he's like, I don't, I yeah, don't know. I, I don't remember. Like mm, maybe people did. I'd, I'm like, you, because I had such a hard time <laughs> in high school. Like I just had a rough, not a rough, I, I did it. I want to say I did it to myself because I mm -hmm. kind of did, but I just was very, I cared way too much about what other people thought. And I really thought I had to make something of myself and give myself a title and a name. Hello, undefined G-Center. I had to be something and make something. I got into college and I was, my mom didn't go to college neither did anyone in her family. So that was like a big deal. Yeah. So I had to go to college and I had to pick a career and I had to like make this like mm -hmm. straight line life situation. Yep. This is before I knew about human design. Um, and I really felt lost. Like I yeah. really just felt like totally lost. That was one of the breakthrough moments in human design when I had somebody explain to me the G center and that I'm not here to be any one thing. Right. I'm here to be multiple things at any time and it, it can change and I can be a chameleon. And that doesn't mean, cause this is my mom used to tell me growing up that I was too easily influenced by other people. Like that was one thing she always would tell me a lot. And I was like, so she's like, be yourself, be yourself. You're, you're, you let these people tell you who you are. Yeah. And I thought that was bad. I'm like, oh, well, this is, this is bad. That's bad. I can't be that. That's bad. No, that's the G center, the G center chameleons with other people and his friends yeah. with other, with, with different groups and like certain things because this person talked about it or this person showed it to them and that's okay. I'm still my own person. Yeah. I just am a lot of different things and I don't have to have a lane that I was really trying to figure out a lane real bad. And yeah. that was causing me a lot of hurt for my, I felt really bad about myself because I was like, why can other people do it? And I can't do it. Yeah. And your mom, does your mom have a does or did? I don't know. <laughs> um, does she have the defined G? This is interesting. I don't know the time she was born. She passed before I even knew about human design. And I don't know the time she was born. So I've run, I've run her chart uh, 24 times. <laughs> just wow, just, oh, give or take a couple. Just going through the whole day. And hour, sometimes, yeah. yeah, I basically have run it a good trillion million times. Sometimes I've done some minutes just to see what would happen. And she's a generator. Okay. And she, I believe she's a 4-1. And the this kind of crazy, the major change is define G, undefined G, define G, undefined G, the main change. 
it's weird because I'm like, no, I don't know which one she is. And it's going to just be like motivation. I know. <laughs> it's like, so, so now I'm like, huh, this is a weird one. The January part makes total sense. The four one makes, she's the person that is behind you in the grocery store that sparks up a conversation with you. And you're like, how am I even have, talking to this lady? I've been talking to her for 10 minutes. Like, how is that even possible? Cause she will yeah. talk to any person, any person or she would. Um, but yeah, it was really weird because I thought that too. I was like, I have to run her chart. I have to see this. And I pestered my sister. I'm like, do you know anything? Like, does she remember daytime, nighttime? Was the light outside? Was it dark? Do we have any idea of time? And she was like, no. So I'm stuck with like, I think I'm supposed to, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, I'm not supposed to know, you know, which is, but it's like, it's the one thing that goes like that. I bet you she had a defined G. That's what I <laughs> That's what I think. That's really what right. I think. And so when I run it and see the times when it's undefined, I'm like, mm, I don't know. But then it pops up and I'm like, ha ha, hoo hoo. Because yeah, no, she feels, that, that feels so like perfect I know. to have that divine. I, Especially so in the 80s when you don't know anything about human design. And so you're in your not self of your undefined G. So you're like, everybody I have to pick away you do too mm-hmm. and that is just the undefined that's the defined g just wanting to be really loud and in control and probably you have a little bit of self-consciousness about who you are and what your lane should be and shouldn't be yeah. and this isn't to say that people with defined g centers are supposed to pick a lane and have one thing you mm-hmm. can all have different millions of different things it was just I was trying so hard to control the situation, as you can tell, and like figure it out. Yeah. That this undefined G thing really gave me permission to not have it figured out. And that was cool. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so sharing. much. Of Thank course, of course. Um, I'm so happy that you came on and that you told us all about your your journey to where you are now. And it's cool because it can shift again and it can change again. And like, yeah, I feel a ridiculous amount of confidence from you. And I usually don't feel this energy from another person unless they have a defined heart. So it's like, it's very confusing to me. I'm like, wait, I keep looking at your chart. I'm like, no, we talked about this. She has a defined heart. That's, but you have like this energetic confidence maybe it's the second line. I don't know. No, I just really, really love who I am right now. Like, I don't think I could have ever said that at any other age in any other version of myself. Like, oh my God, I'm going to be 44 and I can finally like love who I am. That's huge. And I love being able to just share my wisdom with people. Like that to me is like the best thing ever. Yeah. Well, to be able to come in here and like totally nerd out with you, like, hell yeah, I'm here. I know it's super <laughs> Let's talk fun. next weekend. I'm totally down for it. Well, like I said, like I said, you're going to be on hot topics with me and Rebecca for sure, for sure. Um, and that'll be really fun. You'll really like her. She's, she's great. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you. If you have a website or your Instagram or any of that stuff. So I have an Instagram. It is I am Maureen Webb. I'll spell my name. It's M-A-U-R-E-E-N-W-E-B-B. Double B, the right way. W-E, double B. That's how you remember it. (laughs) Um, My website is maureen-web.com. And I'm kind of on Facebook, but not really. Yeah, I feel you. I'm an Instagram girl. I'm an Instagram girl. I'm all the puppy pictures, all the puppy pictures. Yeah. 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 I feel the same way about Facebook. It's there. I have it. I use it for some things, but if you want to connect with me, I'm the same Instagram, Janelle Turner HD. You should all know that, but, um, this has been awesome. And uh, everybody go check out Maureen and ask her some questions about human design. If you have them, um, it's really neat to get perspectives from different types so maybe you've heard me talk about human design to death and you're like Janelle I've heard you talk about it well you haven't heard Maureen talk about it and it'll be completely different and it might strike you in a place that you're like whoa what and it might be the thing that pulls you in to human design which it's not like it's a cult but we would like everybody to know about it just because for me it's been an invaluable tool for my confidence my compassion and my clarity 
So thank just you all for listening. Life, just life altering. That's all that we yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big deal. It just changes everything about your life. And we want you totally to cool. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, we're going to end on that note because that's the best thing ever. Um, thank you all for listening. And thank you for being here, Maureen. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.